This is the Daily Ghost Podcast. listeners and welcome back to the daily ghost podcast and oh boy do we have something special for you today as always i am patrick michael and we're bringing you the creepy when you need it okay and we're doubling up we're doubling up with this podcast of course i'm releasing the original uh daily ghost episodes and continuing uh to do that how we do it and that's exciting but what's even more exciting is we're moving up we're gonna we're gonna expand the daily ghost brand and I'm going to start implementing longer stories that may not be strictly paranormal, but they're going to be creepy to a certain extent. They're going to be nightmarish. They could be real. And we're going to find them in other places on the Internet outside of just uh, creepy pasta. OK, and today we're today is the uh, initiation into it. And I'm excited about it because. I figured, you know what, let's let's go ahead and rename it, let's rebrand it a little bit, let's put it underneath, you know, let's, let's, uh, <laughs> let's publish it under the Daily Ghost name, but let's uh, expand the name into something else, so that way you can actually decipher which one, you know, you might prefer the shorter ghost stories that I do from Creepypasta, and you might not want to listen to these select episodes, so I decided, hey, we're going to call these something else, it's going to be, um, I don't know. We're going to have a trial version, see how well it works, but these will be longer versions of the same type of show that you get outside of the fact that it's not just going to be paranormal activity or hauntings or ghosts or whatever. We're going to look at all the different things, and this is your introduction to Room 727. Okay, guys, thank you so much for hanging out. This is going to be fun, and I hope that everybody who has enjoyed what we've done so far with the Daily Ghost will continue to enjoy Room 727. And this is uh, certainly an area where we're going to explore many different things in the paranormal, in the weird, in the obscure. And today we're going to be reading a story simply called John. Now, uh, most of these stories, I don't do the research before to say, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to 
read this one because it's good, okay? I just say, hey, the title sounds interesting, and something so plain as John, it just leaves so much room to get even weirder things happening, right? You don't know what to expect with something so simply named. But let's dive into this crazy story. I'm sure it's crazy. I have no idea. It could be terrible. But let's jump into this story here on The Daily Ghost Presents Room 727, simply known as John. My freshman year of college, I attended a small women-only liberal arts college in Virginia. It's gone co-ed in the last few years, but at this point, it wasn't. I'm from California, and I was a little worried about being alone on my own so far from home. So I requested a room in the dorms, no man hallway. The other residents were a bunch of girls like me, mostly freshmen, all of us from religious or otherwise conservative households. The only men allowed on the hallway, besides the occasional father moving things in and out for his daughter, were maintenance workers. And they had to announce themselves by bellowing, man on the hall, whenever they came up. From day one, something was wrong with that hallway. It started with an eerie feeling of being watched and escalated into things like radios and the showers in the communal bathroom at the end of the hall being turned on and off, apparently of their own free will. Things were being moved around girls' rooms, that kind of thing, typical haunting stuff. It started out as very benign and we all joked about it, how we had representatives of the three major religions on the hall and at least one of us should be able to perform an exorcism if need be. So September and most of October passed with general activity, and then things began to get creepy. The entire hall was woken in the middle of the night when someone ran up and down banging on every door. You walk into the bathroom to find every tap in the sinks spewing hot water full blast. Radios that never acted up before would be turned on. And whatever it was, was starting to get nasty. It would pull our hair when we were out in the hall talking or push us in the bathroom or whatever. Nothing terrifying, but alarming. And worse, it moved out of the hallway and bathroom and started coming into our bedrooms more and more. So I was really scared. But my mom got the story out of me one night when we were talking on the phone, and I admitted to being scared. My mom's pretty sensitive to spirits, and she was alarmed. I tried to play it off as if it was nothing. No big deal and plan to go about my college life. The next day, I came to my dorm from class, walked into my bedroom, and there was a man sitting in the desk chair. He was not a flesh and blood man. He was more of a shadow, an outline, but I could see him clearly. I think I stood in my doorway for about a year and a half, staring at him, until he raised a hand to me. Raised a hand like he was greeting me, inviting me in. I freaked out, ran down to the bathroom where all the showers were running, there was no one else home on the hallway. From that day on, he was always there, sitting in my room. If I was bopping around on my iPod, I'd see him sitting on the chair or on my bed. If I needed the chair, he'd move to the desk, sometimes to my roommate's bed. He was always a shape, an outline, more of an impression than anything else. But he was there, and he was real. Eventually, I started to call him John. He was tall, kind of thin, and he gave me the impression of an older gent who wore cardigans and a tie like Gregory Peck as Atticus Finch. I like John. Because here's the thing. From the day he arrived in my room, whatever was on that hallway left me alone. 
It would still run around and bang on every door except mine. It would mess around with everyone else's stuff except mine and my roommates. Everyone else's room phone would ring and have no one on the other end. Never mind. Other girls' food would disappear from the communal fridge or end up spattered in the sink. Other girls would find their clothes tampered with. Other doors would find their posters and crap messed up. We all decorated our front doors. My room? Nothing. I didn't mention John to anyone. I was having a rough time, my roommate and I were fighting, and I was realizing that I really didn't like the college at all. One night around Thanksgiving, some church friends and I watched The Ring as an activity, and then they dropped me back at my dorm. And I just felt sick walking in, like I was being watched. All the way down that hallway to my room, I could feel whatever there was watching me, waiting. All the lights were on, but I was so scared that I thought I was going to cry. But I made it into my room, curled up in my bed. My roommate was gone for that weekend, and I wished I was at home. I could hear things outside running up and down the hallway. I had just watched a terrifying movie. I was 18, small, and scared. I got my blankets up around me and just cried. After a while, I realized that I wasn't alone. My personal ghost was sitting on the bed with me. And somehow, I knew that as long as he was there, whatever was in the hall, and there had been some interdimensional talk about getting the place blessed, would not come into my room and would not hurt me. For whatever reason, he was protecting me. On my last morning at the college, I got up at 4 o'clock to meet a taxi to take me to the airport. I got dressed, ate a bowl of cereal in the tiny communal kitchen, put the empty bowl in the sink, and walked back to my room to bring my suitcase down to the elevator. As I waited for the elevator, something in the kitchen behind me exploded. I walked over to the doorway and looked in. An egg in a pot had been heated until it cracked. The ring on the stove that it stood on was red hot. I'd been sitting in the kitchen three minutes before and there hadn't been anything on the stove. And no one else was awake. I turned back to the elevator and saw John standing next to my suitcase. The doors opened and we walked inside, and he was with me all the way across the campus to the taxi by the front doors of the main building. I was so relieved to leave that place. As I drove away, though at that point I was just planning on returning in January, spoiler, I didn't. At home in California, I told my mom everything, from my disappointment in the college as a whole to the haunting. I told her about the thing in the hallway and about how it never came into my room after my own personal guardian angel showed up. I described how he would sit in the chair and keep watch, and she laughed. Sounds like my great-granddad, she said. When I was little, he'd always keep an eye on us kids. He didn't like bullies, and he had no patience at all with the supernatural. He believed in it, but he didn't like it haunting us. That entire side of my family is Mormon, and they all believed and had great experience with ghosts. My grandfather, who I had never heard of, apparently had no problem with performing exorcisms or casting out spirits. He was widely believed to be good at it. He was fiercely protective of his family as well. He died when my mom was a teenager in the late 60s. His name was John. Wow, so that was a that was a very interesting story. And it just makes me think about that as a benefit 
to, you know, a ghost being around is the fact that said ghost could possibly protect you, right? It could possibly keep other spirits away. And then it also brings comfort to the idea that your relatives might still somehow be around after you're gone or after they're gone. And then they're also still participating in your life. They're still, in a sense, protecting you, watching you grow. There's a, there's a comfort to that, for sure. But you also have to think, how real is this story? Because, you know, maybe this is just some crazy lady, you know, crazy college student who is so lonely that they make friends with an invisible person like a child. Right? They're just like, yeah, there's a guy all the time hanging out with me. His name's John. He's my grandpa. Like, wait, what? Wait, what? What's going on? It is very interesting, though, to, th to think and, and to hope, I guess, in a lot of ways that there is some validity to the story. I mean, to have this random spirit, uh, seemingly random in the beginning, come stay in your room, sleep next to you, only to find out you name him John which is a, a stereotypical name as is, but you name him John, and then you find out that, oh, the grandfather that you never met, who has similar char characteristics of the ghost, of the spirit, is also named John. It's like, so you're telling me that this ghost, this spirit of this grandfather, somehow traveled in some sort of, you know, celestial ability from wherever he passed away, wherever he died, all the way to his granddaughter's fucking dorm room? I mean, come on, guys. That's weird. That's weird. But like I said, that is comforting as well because if it's possible, that's awesome. But can we really say that it is? I mean, it is a story. But some of these stories... It's hard to believe that some of these stories are people just coming up with the stuff. You know? You have to think at some point they're pulling real details from a real place. And like, oh, okay. Now I get it. Now I'm okay with it. Now it makes sense. But this is going to be how we do room um, 727 versions of the Daily Ghost. And it is going to be similar to the Daily Ghost in a lot of ways. But you guys are very much used to short episodes. You're used to anywhere from, you know, 7 minutes to 15, right? And I just want to make you guys aware that when it comes to the Room 727 episodes, yeah, we're going to talk some ghost stories. Whether they're real stories, fake stories, we don't know. But we're going to tell the story, and then we're going to come here and we're going to critique it at the end of the episode like, like we used to with the video versions of the Daily Ghost podcast. So you're still going to get that. And I'm also going to do my best to try and put myself in the shoes of the person that wrote the story and the story itself. Because if I'm going to be honest, when I say comfort in the idea that your grandparents are somehow showing up in your leisure time and protecting you from bad ghosts, I find comfort in it because my grandfather being dead, you know, and he, him being the person that he was to me, that would be a great thing to just see my Herculean type of grandfather on the edge of my bed protecting me from a scary spirit, a spirit that 
you know, uh, a ghost or whatever apparition that wants to do harm. But instead, I got Papa there. He's there helping me. He's protecting me from the spirits that are ominous and want to do harmful things. So much like the John in this story, future stories, I will try to find uh, interesting connection with the story and myself because there is usually one. There's definitely one. But the idea, like I said, I always have this generic idea that the atypical ghost or what have you has the ability to basically just continue to repeat actions, to continue to repeat something that they should have done while they were alive or what have you, right? So then in this story, you ha you're under the impression that not only can this ghost choose where he's going to be, he can choose what he's going to do, you know? And he can also affect family members that he never had any actual ties to. He never met this person while he was alive. Pretty interesting. So which is it? So which is it? Are ghosts able to travel willy-nilly? Because like I, I, I can't help but to wonder why I've never seen a ghost, you know, wearing a, a snapback. Why? How, how come I've never seen a ghost wearing uh, a trench coat? I mean, things that weren't even a part of our attire 70 years ago. We don't see ghosts that look like that. The atypical ghost is wearing Victorian clothing. Right, they got a crazy mustache and not not being a hipster, not in an ironic way. <laughs> they love their mustache. In fact, that is one of the bearings that says, "I am a man of wealth. I am fancy. I'm handsome. Look at my mustache. You see how thick it is? Yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. I mean something. Look at my mustache. See the handlebars? Get it? But yes, I, I do want to do my best. I'm trying to." Uh, Obviously, this is a trial thing. I, I, I wanted to go in making this episode without any uh, real emphasis to the future, other than th these are going to be longer versions and different versions of the Daily Ghost. We're still going to tell a creepy story, for sure. You're going to get a scary story. But then you're going to get me ranting and, and raving or whatever the hell at the end of the, the reading of the story and uh, so much more. So it is a bonus Daily Ghost in a lot of ways, and I like calling it Room 727. So... When you see episodes uploaded to the Daily Ghost that say Room 727, you must understand that these are longer episodes. There's going to be more uh, in-depth discussion of the stories and connections to the, the world of the obscure that we're going to be covering as we proceed in this uh, journey podcasting. And I do hope you all are enjoying what I'm bringing to the table. If you do, please come donate at paypal.me slash chewed. Uh, make a single donation there. Uh, no, you know, no, how do I want to say this? Uh, it's not hard, okay? That's a one-time donation. It's not monthly. But if you want to support the show even more, go to patreon.com slash podculture. We're doing a lot of things over there. I am uploading early access episodes to a lot of different shows. Uh, don't forget the YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash badbrainstudios. And uh, we just updated the artwork over there. Going to be putting out some Bad Brain exclusive uh, content on Patreon as well. Behind the scenes, inside looks, as we're calling it. Uh, special guests and all this stuff. Uh, random watch-alongs. And uh, just, just really trying to push out the content, really trying to up the game here. 
Uh, you can follow me specifically at Glitch Fredberg on major social media platforms. Um, you can also follow Daily Ghost Pod on Instagram if you would like to do that. Uh, more 727, uh, Room 727 stuff coming your way. Uh, we might dive into some conspiracies, some mysteries. And speaking of mysteries, guys, Unsolved Mysteries is coming back to Netflix. Wow. Who's going to be the guy? Who's going to be the host? I mean, they've had some really great hosts over the years, but who's doing it on Netflix? I'm curious because I love that type of stuff, as you can see. But nonetheless, this has been The Daily Ghost. I have been Patrick Michael. Turn the lights down. And as always, stay strange. This has been a Daily Ghost podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you've enjoyed every episode. And if you want to continue to hear more, don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Daily Ghost Pod. That's Daily Ghost P-O-D. And you can also support the show by simply visiting patreon.com slash podculture. That's patreon.com slash P-O-D-C-U-L-T-U-R-E. Help this thing grow. Help it become as creepy as we'd want. Thanks again for listening to the Daily Ghost Podcast. Until next time, my pretties.